Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls. We have Raylan Rosas part two. Oh, dang. Part one was so amazing. So powerful. We had to get the tissue box out. We went a direction we weren't even planning. That was an imposter. Um, (laughs) But I love it. I love it. I love it so much. So we're going to do the rest of her testimony. Not even the rest of her testimony. Mm -hmm. I feel like when you get saved, you have so many incredible things that happen. And so we're going to document those today. Document them, baby. All right. (laughs) So welcome to part two. Wow. Well, I think like what what we were saying off the air is that before you know Jesus, there's things that God is moving on your heart, but you don't recognize them as God. You just is like, well, that was weird. And then when you get saved, things start happening and you're more likely I think to identify them also we forget so in preparing for this I had actually had these and then Melissa made me talk about all my other things so then we had to do this (laughs) so I just want to talk about a couple of cool things so I had probably only been saved a couple of months and I had a lot of pain on my right uh like on my ovaries like so I had a really sharp pain it was um like I felt like I couldn't even walk I remember even thinking like I I must have stayed home from school even one day and I wasn't even going to go to church. It was a Wednesday night. I wasn't going to go to church. And I remember my uncle being like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just in pain. My uncle, I remember being like, are you okay? Like, do you need medicine? And I'm like, it just hurts. Like it hurts to walk. I'm just uncomfortable. I need to lay down. And he's like, okay, that's fine. You know, of course I get better. And I was like, no, you know what? I need to go to church. So, cause I was thinking I'm going to lay in my bed or like sit in the pew. So I'll be fine, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was in pain when I went to church and I remember afterwards, I don't really remember what prompted me, but I remember I went up to our pastor, Pastor Wayman Mitchell, and I told him, I said, man, I feel like I have like an ovarian cyst, like it hurts. It's very painful, you know, right. You know, and I told him, I'm like, I'm just, I'm in pain. And so he said, okay, let's pray. And so that was a normal thing for him to pray for people that are sick. You know, they kind of stand up at, at the altar space after service. So I went up there, you know, and talked to him. And so I put my hand on where it hurts and he begins to pray for me. And, you know, he's just leads me in a very simple prayer. And I think he had asked me like, oh, are you mad at anybody? Like sometimes this comes from like hatred of men. And so he just said like, this can be bitterness. He's like, has someone hurt you? And I was like, well, if you listen to part one, you can tell I was like, okay. I was like, yeah. So he leads me in a prayer and instantly I felt a lot better, like a lot better where I was like, oh my gosh, like it's not as bad. Like I can like stand here and not be in like total agony. And so he goes, is it gone? And I was like, it feels so much better. You know, I was super excited. And he looked at me and I remember he said, no, I asked you if it was gone. And I, and I was like, well, no, it's still there. But it's kind of more like a dull feeling. And he goes, nope, we're going to pray again. That's going to leave your body. And so I remember I was like, oh, okay. And so I, I laid hands on where it was hurting. And instantly, I remember I looked up and instantly just started crying. I was mm. like, it's gone it's gone and it was really cool because it was like he was like he knew he recognized you know like that's not what God wants for you and I didn't have to hold on to even that bitterness I I remember recognizing it right away is is there was something maybe still in there you know and some hurts that I was like no I'm gonna let it go and so I've never had those pains ever again so that was awesome that was very very early in my salvation and it was just like another miracle and and one of those things that just kind of solidified like I have nothing to give to God and I, you know, who am I? 
and he healed me and it was a big deal to me so it was really cool that's amazing yeah and so another thing like i remember i got really close to uh, micah and megan wright they're actually pastors today but they were kind of like the youth directors when i was first getting saved so it was really awesome to just be able to go and ask questions you know and not feel stupid you know like where do I start reading my bible and mm-hmm. and I remember I was just hungry for it and and just like all right I read I read it. they'd say go read the book of John and like by the next service I'd be like I read it what next he's like read the book of Matthew and I'd be like the next service I read it what next and he's like oh my gosh this, is this crazy girl man and it was just so cool because like they really just like loved on me and just let me be kind of wild and crazy but you know, they didn't try to kind of, what's the word, like, kind of, like, push me down or, like, in a box. It wasn't like you had to act a certain way, but they just really let God deal with me on the things that mattered, and the things that didn't, they didn't say anything, so it was, it was really cool. I mean, I love them so much. They're Mm. awesome people. Well, I wanted to make mention, too, what was really cool, I hope this encourages you guys, is I remember another thing that really made impact, uh, Micah and Megan for sure, and then also just moving to Prescott and seeing, like, the younger guys that were my age, like, they had their crap together, they weren't um, manipulative and doing all this crazy stuff, they just kind of had their crap together, they loved Jesus, and they didn't want anything from me, you know, they didn't. Just so different. Just so different. And they were awesome, like, you know, men of God. They're all married to amazing women today. They were all, uh, most of them anyways, in my wedding when I married my husband. And it's just cool to look back as we're bringing this as I was just a really broken. I don't even think they, they, I know they didn't know everything of my past. They just knew a little bit, but I know they prayed for me. And it was just really cool to see that difference. Like it was such a change. Um, and that really helped me going forward. Um, Do you have any examples? So I remember when we were going outreaching, I was, I was just so excited about just telling people about Jesus. Like that change was just like, man, it was so, I just felt like everybody had to know. And I'm, I'm very shy as you can tell. So (laughs) I just, you know, I just went crazy, you know? And I remember also, I feel like God kind of restored a little bit of my innocence and stuff and maybe trust because I didn't care like how shady the neighborhood. I'd just like walk right up into this like dark apartment complex underneath the stairs and be like, boom, boom, boom. Can I tell you about Jesus? You know? And I remember a lot of times instances where I would be just talking to this like drug addict like crazy in a shady area you know somewhere in Arizona and I would kind of feel like someone kind of behind me and I would turn around and more likely than not there would there would always be one of the the uh, guys standing kind of you know a far way off but they wouldn't leave me to talk to the shady weird guy under the stairs you know Mm. (laughs) they would just stay there and just kind of just kind of standing there just making sure that I was okay and it was awesome because I remember feeling like man that's like a brother you know Mm -hmm. I'm very close with my brothers and that's exactly how it felt is like they got my back you know is is Mm -hmm. I mean I could still get down I mean I'm a little scrappy but if anything popped (laughs) off they would be right there to have my back you know so it was it was really cool to have those relationships and stuff and all those all those Mm -hmm. people are still saved today Mm -hmm. so it's it's really cool like male attention that's 
like just protective and not necessarily yeah, them seeking something else for from sure it was just different you know it was so different like I said like they wanted nothing of me never made me feel uncomfortable so, you know they they without like even saying it they had boundaries they wouldn't it was just very cool to see that there are you know good men mm-hmm. out there because I didn't 100%. really you know everybody always wanted something for me or I had to earn it you know and sure. it was just like they were there brothers and sisters in the Lord. That's awesome. We're still here today. So a cool, cool, I love this story. So this is why we're documenting it. So um, I'm in prayer and I can't remember if it was a Wednesday night or a Sunday night. So it was a prayer right before service and kind of grew up in like a rough neighborhood, you know, right? So my mom had just told me, by the way, during this time, God really started restoring the relationship with my mom too. Like we would talk a lot and stuff like that. Um, she was with me throughout all my births of my kids, and she lives in Prescott today. But um, my my mom had just told me. So my my younger brother Jason, he's like he's just fun. He's just like goofy, doesn't take himself seriously. In this time, around this time, he was in high school. He was like skateboarder, long hair, just kind of like yeah, it's Jason, you know. And so she had just told me a story that somebody kind of tried to punk him and just like, hey, hey, where are you from? And like, you know, that can get dangerous really quick. And my brother's like, I'm not from nowhere, like whatever. And like, but he's still kind of mouthy too and kind of sarcastic. So that was obviously kind of worrying me because you never know how they're going to react, if they're going to let it go or if they're going to come back or whatever. Do they know where he lives? So anyways, that was in the back of my mind. So just remember that. And so I'm in prayer, and I feel this, like, urge that's, like, pray for your brother. All right. So I'm thinking, Jason, my younger brother. And so I just start praying. I'm like, God, protect him. Put your angels around him. Like, don't let him get hurt. And and that was the other thing, too. It was, like, pray for him for protection. That's what it was. Pray for your brother for protection. And so I'm praying for my little brother. And then it was like, okay, I pray for him. And it was like, no, pray for Kevin, my older brother. And so I was like, okay, um, I hadn't really talked to him that much, you know, he was kind of doing his own thing, I was doing my own thing, whatever. And so I was like, okay, that's weird. I had no reason, you know, no inkling to why. I just said, okay, so I was just like, I felt it so strong and I was like, God, I, you know, I pray for Kevin right now, like put your angels around him that he would not be hurt, protect him, you know what's going on, right? Forget about it. Go to service. And so then it's a Friday. So two days later, I get a call from my mom in the morning and she goes, okay. She goes, hey, I'm going to tell you something, but I just want you to know before I tell you that he's okay. And I'm like, what? What happened? And she goes, your brother, she goes, Kevin was in a really bad accident. He spun out um, on the way, like there's these back roads. He was going too fast. He spun out. He hit a telephone pole and it fell on his car. It smashed his car. Yeah. And I'm like in tears. I'm like, he's okay. He's okay. He's, it's a miracle. Nothing. He doesn't, I think he might've had a couple bruises on his shoulder from the seatbelt or something very, very minor, like not even scratches, no broken bones, nothing. Like he literally walked away from the car and the, the telephone pole, it fell literally six inches from him. 
it hit the if there was anybody in his passenger seat they would have been dead because the entire passenger seat just think about it fell i'm like crying i'm like man it's my brother i know he's okay but that's scary you know mm-hmm. and i go mom when did this happen wednesday night wow i was like i know i know that that was god that god protected him because there's no you don't just hit a telephone pole and walk away from it with no injuries, no concussion, no broken bones. And you no don't nothing. randomly pray for someone for protection. Mm-hmm. It was that so was specific. God. Mm-hmm. Praise God. That's amazing. Yep. That Very was really cool. cool. And I remember thinking like it was awesome because you don't know what your prayers are doing, you know? Yes. It's like God is good, you know, and he protects uh, yes, the people you yes. love. Hit you with another one. All right. <laughs> Keep up coming. I love okay. it. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, this is this is a fun one too. So this is a miracle about finances. And the fun thing. So uh, we have a couple of these where God really supernaturally provided, and they were who's we? Oh me. Oh yeah. So I didn't say that part. Huh? <laughs> That's coming up next. Part three. No, just kidding. So yeah, I did get married. That was a miracle that Kenny wanted to marry me honestly <laughs> i'm so putting that in there I he's gonna that. love that like seriously <laughs> so kenny is like the most chill patient understanding just outstanding guy so to give you a little bit of like his testimony he never drank he never did drugs he never kissed a girl nothing like pure like literally he says the reason why he didn't like really did go deep into sin is because he didn't want to disappoint his parents and so me coming from like I wanted to intentionally disappointing your parents exactly Mm -hmm. and so our past were like completely different I remember when I when I was first kind of saved and kind of pouring out these things obviously broken hurting person I remember being at an altar and praying and I and I all of a sudden had a desire to a real desire to get married I didn't really want to like mess around and I remember praying to God and saying God I don't want to date around in church I don't want this to be like a replay of what I did in my past just saved and maybe cleaner I want the only person that I date to be my husband and I remember I prayed that specifically and like kind of forgot about it, you know, and I can say today the only man that I dated after my salvation was my husband. And so that was awesome. So Kenny is, yeah, just total, total opposite of me in almost every way. So um, he's so good for How me. How did you guys meet? We met originally, we met at a volleyball game. We were playing volleyball after church and stuff. And, and again, I come in like, you know hey what's up everybody and he's just kind of like oh he's just there just calm quiet collective and i'm over here like spiking the ball like who's your daddy you know like <laughs> that's the opposite like i was just like wild you know and so it's like here's kenny like sweet innocent collective calm kenny and then like really he wants to date right but then it was also the other way is like he at the time like he'd still wasn't like on fire like I was too so I guess there was kind of that is like I was crazy but I was crazy for God and he was still kind of to himself even in his salvation kind of to Mm -hmm. himself you know and that you know that grew and developed but yeah we got married and I remember we had been married so our son was about to be one so we had been married a whole two years And um, I remember we had a revival and Jerry Fussell gave him a word and there was a lot of things in there for him. He said like, 
you know, God kind of telling him, I didn't call you to be a civilian in this army. I called you to be on the front lines. And that had been something that he had kind of been dealing with and stuff. So that was definitely 100% valid. But then I remember he looked at me and like kind of looked at both of us and he said, I don't want you to be discouraged about your marriage. And in my head, I was kind of like, eh, we're fine, you know. But also going into marriage, I didn't have a ton of great examples or what to expect or what was normal or whatever, you know. And so I was like, yeah, we're fine. And so he said, I did. I don't want you to be discouraged about your marriage. I know we can be bozos and fight. That's normal. But I want to tell you, the devil's trying to mess you guys up. Don't let him. And I remember that stuck with me because I was like, that's pretty heavy. The, why would the devil even care about our marriage? And so um, that that was when we were married about two years, you know, and that kind of sealed it. And so kind of throughout our marriage, I just want to touch briefly as this is a miracle. Um, just in church the other day, my husband, like, there was a scripture in Ezekiel that said, I will take out this, the stony heart and put in a heart of flesh, like creating you a new heart. And he's like, that's what God did in us. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. We've been married for 11 years. And probably up until three years ago, we actually had a really rocky marriage. And the reason why that's important is because we were still going to church. Nobody on the outside could probably know. Maybe some people closer to us kind of saw things. To be honest, I didn't even realize how bad it was at the time, you know, because we just were like, we're doing life. Functioning. You know, we... We have kids. We had three kids pretty quickly after we got married, and we're just functioning. He's working really long hours, you know, just different things. But all in the background is my husband really um, struggled with his calling. He's he felt called to preach the gospel, and he really uh, struggled with surrendering that. And as a result, and he's said this, I'm not trying to put him on blast, is like because of that, it kind of made him a person he didn't want to be because he was fighting God. And so here I am, and he actually told me the other day he had a lot of guilt that he said, man, like my wife was on fire, and this is what I have to give her. I just kept going, you know, doing my duties. You know, I'm very much like a bulldozer personality. Like, yeah, yeah, I have three kids. Get it done. Whatever. And so how I would describe our relationship was it was just very superficial. It was just very surface. Mm -hmm. Like, we had already been married three, four, five you know, six years and it just really no like development. There was fighting. I remember there was a time we got in a really big fight and I had told my best friend, like, I will never let him get close to me. So that old hurt mm. kind of came to that surface. And I was like, I don't care. And she was like, you're crazy. That's not going to happen. And her testimony of God really restored her relationship. So it meant a lot coming from her, like, no, God is going to work. And so anyways, that was like the craziness. But again, like you wouldn't tell it on the surface, like not not very many people knew what was going on. And it was just the miracle was when my husband and like I said, he's an awesome guy, like super chill. So it's funny because if I could struggle that much with a guy, so with a man so good, you know, we're selfish, you know, very selfish. Both of us. I kind of I kept my heart right for a while. And then I started getting bitter actually towards God. And I started kind of feeling like, really? Like, because I knew he was wavering. So I kind of knew, you know. And so anyways, I started, it doesn't matter what he was doing. It was my decision. I got bitter at God. Mm-hmm. And Can you go into that a little bit more? Yeah. Like what? Like, like, like what, 
what made what were you upset at god about like you saw your life going a different way yeah yeah it was just kind of like this isn't what i thought and like my husband has told me this is what he wants for our life and i've been oh so there's like some resentment yes absolutely like husband because you're going along for the ride of his decision exactly a hundred percent what you just said so don't cut that out (laughs) is um (laughs) Is, so I felt like that, like I didn't really have control and, and I don't know, mm. it's just a lot of weirdness. So, but instead of praying that through, I just kind of got bitter mm. and, and stuff. I got real funky and stuff. And, and what, what was kind of cool about it is I remember like a lot of the reason why I kept, both of us just kept showing up, just showing up was because we have kids, you know, and we mm. knew no matter what, like they need to be raised in church and we want them to have that which is valid but still like you gotta make the decisions yourself too and so that kind of kept us going I remember I was at church one day and uh, a friend of mine a close friend of mine Hallie Morales came up to me and she just hugged me and she said God wants you to know he's not done with you and and my wonderful response to her was I wish God would just leave me alone and she said, well, tough luck, because he's not going to. <laughs> <laughs> and so the cool thing about that is, again, nobody knows. So Hallie had been dealing with this, she tells me later, all day. So Sunday morning, she's looking at me, and God is telling her, go talk to her. And she was like, no, it's Ray. What? Like, she knows this. I'm not going to tell her. And then Sunday night, she was like, you know what? I'm going to obey God. And that's when she told me. And that really helped me. Of course, at first, I was kind honestly, I was kind of annoyed because I was like, seriously, like, just leave me alone. I don't, I don't want God to have plans for me. I seen how that worked out. It's not what I, what I thought, because I'm so smart, you know? So shortly after that, my husband really just kind of not out loud, but just really started to change for the better and just really surrendered his heart and was like, you know what, God, I'm tired of running and fighting whatever you want. By this time we have, we have, we we have three kids right after that. I got pregnant with the fourth, but I mean, we have a pretty comfortable life, you know, all that. Mm. And so he was like, I don't care, like whatever you want, you know, and, and he's not telling me this, he's telling God this, you know, and so he finally is he w- telling you that he's telling God this? Or no, you just seeing no. Changes I'm just him? seeing it. Like our, our okay. just things are starting to shift or whatever. I'm seeing it, and then he does tell me. He finally says to me, you know, we're driving home from church one day, and he says, "I know I've told you this before, but I am called to preach, and one day we're going to preach the gospel, and I'm not. I'm done fighting God." To which I have the best response is you know a normal wife would be like oh honey yes I I agree with you let's go no that wasn't my response my response to him was well I don't want to go that's great that you feel that way but I'm not going just in his face like I didn't care I was like yeah right whatever and so my got jaded I got very jaded yeah I was like yeah whatever this is never gonna happen and his response to me was he said you know what? I totally understand where you're coming from. He said, this is my fault. I've fought God for so long. I've messed up our marriage. I've hurt you. And he said, he said, I don't blame you. And he said, like, I don't, I don't blame you. You know, it's my fault that you feel that way. And I don't blame you. And he said, but if God called me, he called you. So I'm just going to pray for him for, I'm just going to pray for you because he's going to change your heart. 
and I was like so mad because I was like, seriously, like I just threw a dagger at you. You're supposed to throw it back. (laughs) And so, and he did it. He just totally like took responsibility that I just got kind of more annoyed at him. (laughs) Seriously. Great. You're going to pray for me and then God's going to change my mind. And he, he's not going to leave me alone. He's not going to leave me alone. I wish he would. It's kind of cool because it was, it was more like subtle as I just kind of kind of was like okay this is stupid why am i fighting like god is not a man he's not a flawed person he can be trusted and then i kind of felt very silly is like when i came when i came to jesus i had nothing i was nothing i was a shell of a person i was broken now what you think you're hot stuff because you maybe did a couple things and now now I can't have your life but I could have had it when it was nothing so I felt I it was yeah so it's like I was very eager to give it up when I had nothing to give but now you know and wow the miracle in that is that God really did heal our marriage to where it's something so new and it's really cool because now as funny as this sounds, I didn't realize how bad it was then and mm. until now, like seeing how marriage is supposed to be lived. Contrast, yeah. yeah. And like seeing like we've been married 11 years now and just like how like the joy and like, oh, my gosh, like I can't wait to see what God brings. And, it, and you know, like straight up, like the will of God can be scary. It can be scary and you could feel like, oh, you know, I'm giving up this or giving up that. But it's not as much. I've been through a lot more scary stuff in my stupidity, mm-hmm. you know, and God can be trusted, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's the cool thing is that right now it's like the ongoing miracles. He really restored our marriage. Wow. And so it's cool because, you know, every day I get to have the fruits of that, you know. So I think you always hear people say like the best life possible is one in the will of God or seeking the will For of sure. God. Yeah. And, and I, What's crazy about that is that's true for mm-hmm. your for your life. It's like so so what was causing the strain was not surrendering to what God had. For sure. And so then when when you do, it's like like nothing else really matters. Like you're still the happiest in that for point. Sure. Even if not nothing else matters. It's not like you don't have a bad day, but when you know that you're doing the will of God, it is the best life possible. Yeah. Even if they, if it comes with struggles or, or, you know, assaults or whatever. Yeah. It's because it's like, it, it seems so silly when you look back, it's like, you're holding on so tight to what? Yes. Like if you were to tell, ask me, what were you holding on to so tight? I can't even really tell you what it was, mm-hmm. you know, maybe control, maybe security. Mm-hmm. I don't really know, but it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. God is so good that even through like my stubbornness and stuff, like he saw it through, you know, mm-hmm. and it just made me feel even more special again. Like I'm a child of God. Like you don't give up on your kids, you know, that, that was cool because he doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't give up on you and it's still continuing. You know, I'm definitely have a lot of things that I need to work on, but okay. So let me leave you with one last thing that I think is super cool. And it's kind of, it's stuck with me for a long time. So earlier on in our marriage, I can't even remember uh, how how long we had been married, but we I know we had we we already had our three kids, but they were very little. You know, we had them all two years apart, so they're they're very little, and 
we weren't making like a ton of money, but to me, I felt comfortable. It was fine. And so we had been wanting a bigger car, you know, because we needed a bigger car because we keep having all these kids. But we, at the time, it was kind of like we didn't really need it. We just wanted it. We had a fine, our car was fine. But uh, we found this car we liked and it was all this and all that. And so we took out the cash, we put it in the glove box, and then something about the whole thing fell apart. And then we go to church and we go to church and we just get stirred. I don't even think the sermon was about money, but I I look over to my husband and I'm like, man, I'm feeling stirred. And he's like, yeah, me too. So it was super specific. So the only reason, remind mind you, that we have this money is because we want to buy a car. It's the only reason we even have the money and have it in our car right now as we speak. We're at church. So it's very specific. And in those days, it was... it was. When were you going to buy the car? It was going to happen, like, within a couple of days. Like, okay. that's why we had pulled okay. it out, and the deal kind of fell apart. Okay. Yeah. And so the deal had kind of fallen apart, but we were still like, well, we still want a car. Sure, so we have the yeah. money. We'll be ready to jump on something, you know? Sure. And so we... It was super specific that God put it on our heart to give $1,000. So it was 500 to one person in specific, and then it was $100 to five other people. It was like so specific. And the cool thing about it was, is it made such an impact in their life. It wasn't just like, oh, cool, thanks for the hundred bucks. It wasn't like that. So the, the, the lady we gave the 500 to, she was going through a hard time. And we weren't even very particularly close to her or anything like that. But she was just like, you have no idea. Like, I've been crying out to God. Like, it's summer. It's hard. I don't know how I'm going to, you know, support my kids and all this. And so it really helped her get her through a hard time. So that was really awesome. And the other people, it was like, we had just paid our bills and we didn't know how we were going to buy groceries. We just ran out of diapers for our kids and we didn't know how we were going to pay for them. Both of our cars are in the shop and we literally don't have the money to take them out of the shop. All oh, these no. stories, they were like, did, and, and every one of them was kind of like, did you know? Did you know? Did you? And we're like, no, like God put this on our heart. And so it was cool. And it's kind of, it's super cool. It was so specific and and it really encouraged us. And it's kind of, it's kind of funny because I feel so awkward about giving people money. It's like kind of an awkward thing, but you just, when God tells you to do it, like Mm -hmm. you just do it. It's like, whatever, you know, it's just money. And so the cool thing is, is if that's all that God did, that would have been amazing because it really did at the time. I remember it refreshed our spirit. It got us pumped because not only did we, give just to give it was it had a purpose it Mm. wasn't like i said it wasn't just like hey timely yeah yeah they needed that and like god heard their prayer and used us Mm -hmm. and it was like this is so cool Mm -hmm. you know but then like fast forward i don't even think it was a full month maybe a couple weeks we end up finding this car and it kind of like fell apart so basically all said and done we paid twelve hundred, not thousand, twelve hundred dollars for our car, for our new car. Oh. So we had gosh. money left over. So like the money that we gave, we didn't even need for the car that God was going to give us a few weeks later. So it was that super so cool. cool. Like God totally blessed us. You know, like what we were again. If we would have just held on to that, who would have known what would happen? But wow. we like released that, and we were able to get what we wanted, what we needed. And it, it didn't even, it was just like, it was such a cool thing. And I have a bunch of other financial miracles. And I just want to say, though, it it was every time it was tied to obeying God in a financial way. Wow. You know, and God does it so much. I remember one time 
it was at a conference and it was like to give a hundred dollars and at that particular time like I had I was going through a lot of stuff um it's a long story but it was the sum of like I could lose ten thousand dollars and so it was like this kind of almost like a legal thing um with real estate it was it was it's a big complicated mess but even I, I I messed up like that's the bottom line of it and I had talked to my colleagues and I was like I own it but I don't have 10 grand right now like my commission won't cover it nothing and I remember at conference God is saying like hey a hundred dollars and I'm like I'm trying to find ten thousand (laughs) dollars like I can't give a hundred and I was just like you know what it is what it is so I we did we gave it and then maybe two days later I got an email from one of my brokers that he's actually not wasn't even my broker it was like an roundabout way that he said it was an email to the other broker that was like as per our conversation basically this is squashed so the entire thing just went away oh went away because it was like i messed up i made a mistake but it was like it was it was an honest mistake but it doesn't matter it's a legal document you know and so god totally intervened a hundred dollars to ten thousand dollars just in an instant i didn't there was no ramifications i went out and sold that house no problem to someone else and it was we just moved on with life wow super cool but so cool (laughs) yeah that is amazing yeah over a hundred dollars that i was trying to hold on to you know right this is so cool and i know you have more i know you have more (laughs) so we're gonna i mean she's she's our host like we totally (laughs) can have her on but you know we're gonna have melissa soon too because she has some cool africa stories Ah. yeah world renowned internationally known so we're burning the midnight oil. Yes. And I think we need to come to an end. We do. I don't I have love this left. so much. It's just moms on strike or something. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, so those four kids you talked about, where are they? You just want them They're to in bed. The world wants to know. We did do this very late. We have night. six collectively. We I'll do. just claim yours. So, <laughs> so we have six kids. Look cooler. We're like sister wives, basically. <laughs> 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 it's late. It's getting weird. <laughs> all right thanks so much ray Love seth, ya. Get, seth get in here and tear down the set <laughs> i know right and that's all folks <laughs>